Welcome to Death and Aliens, an in-depth look at horror and sci-fi TV from two friends who vaguely know what they're doing. I'm MK. And I'm Courtney. And Courtney, how are you today? I'm fine. I'm just here. I haven't done a lot in the past couple of days, which has been nice. Great. Um, I think I'm going to take off on Monday because I really enjoyed not being at the office yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um so we'll see when it gets here. I have a couple of sick days left. But I uh, I did want to talk about my doing nothing yesterday, which is thrilling. Trust me, it's fine. Um, <laughs> so I, I house set at Noelle's for Thanksgiving. Um, so I wasn't going home. And she has two dogs who are lovely. Not always at three in the morning, but at normal times they are. Right. But her one dog, I don't know if her house is haunted or if her dog is haunted. Mm. But at 3 a.m., both nights I stayed there, he would just start barking. And then he would bark. And then Sadie would bark. And then the third dog, Barney, would bark. And I had to get up like I was taming a lion and stand between all of them and be like, stop this. So I hadn't slept. In a couple of days, needless to say. I did sleep, like, during the day yesterday. Yeah. Um, but I think they're just all possessed. Like, Sadie got up to get water at 4.30 in the morning. She doesn't need water at 4.30 in the she, morning. She doesn't. And she only drinks her water at, like, 4.30 in the afternoon. She doesn't drink water. Yeah, she never drinks water. And she went to, like, go get it. But the smaller bowl was out. And Barney was laying in front of the bowl. So she woke me up at 4.30 in the morning, barking at him. Because she couldn't figure out how to walk around him. And I was like, you just walk. So I think their house might be haunted, all, all that to say. Yeah, um, it, it does sound like it. And it also has, like, it, it didn't help that, like, so Noel's room is, like, in a basement. And so, like, all the pipes are down there. And so there was a lot of noises that I was convinced I was haunted and going to die. Yeah. And I was like, that'd make a great story for the podcast. But, but not, really like, for life. For my life. Yeah. So, uh, I, but I did, I finally got some rest. Yeah. Not at three or four in the morning, but like, at uh, times you don't sleep. Yeah. yeah. I got some rest and I just spent all this time watching the holiday baking championship. So I'm super ready for Christmas. Love like it. today. Um, I don't know if you've ever watched it, but I've not watched eight seasons. So, um, I'm, I'm not, but I'm, I'm yeah, I love um, it. So that's how I am. I am semi-rested in ways and at times that don't make sense and ready for the holidays. So how are you? Also, I'm very strongly feeling the idea that like these last couple of days off and like just spending time with my family and Dan's family, it means I now realize that I never want to go back to work ever again. I would like mm-hmm. to just live in holiday land um, and watch Christmas movies and drink wine and have no responsibilities. Um, but... That is not reasonable, unfortunately. Um, I did have three Thanksgivings. um, Nice. Which I have figured out is probably going to be the standard um, until, (laughs) Dan said, until we have our own children and we can just force people to come to us. And I was like, thank you. That's how I feel about it also. Um, Not that, not that it's not a good thing to have three full Thanksgiving dinners. That is lovely, but it's exhausting eating that much turkey. Um, 
At my my parents, we had turkey and stuffing and mashed potatoes and corn and green beans and sweet potatoes and rolls and um, roasted squash and cranberry sauce and duck. Not duck. We did not have a duck. We had a rabbit. That's what we had. That's Mm -hmm. the animal that we ate. Um, That's better. I don't like duck. And I haven't had squash at Thanksgiving, but I love a squash, so I don't know why yeah. I have it. So that was that. And then um, at Dan's mom's house, we had turkey and cranberry sauce and mac and cheese and cauliflower and uh, stuffing. And oh my God, I love cauliflower. Um, and then we had like, it's my favorite. We had like roasted carrots and parsnips and we had mashed potatoes and. There was also creamed onions because that's like Meg's favorite thing. Yeah, that's how I feel about it as well. Um, And uh, like a corn casserole. There's also a green bean casserole, but I don't eat green bean casseroles. I I think green bean casserole. I don't know. I just, I would just rather have my beans. I don't want to have all Mm -hmm. that extra stuff in them. Fair. I want both. Fair. Um, And then at his dad's house, we had um, a Cajun roasted turkey, um, mm. and it was really good. Um, and then we obviously had mashed potatoes and stuffing. We had uh, more creamed onions and more green bean casserole. But we we had a mashed rutabaga, which I had never tried before, but it was delicious. Yeah? What is it? Is it like sweet? So, no. Well, so rutabaga is like a turnip almost like in shape right. and everything, but it tasted more like just like a really, a really um, less milky mashed potato. Okay. It I was, yeah, it was super good. And then we had, um, so when I had sweet potatoes at my house, we just had whole sweet potatoes, but mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. Dan's dad. And dad's dad, we had mashed sweet potatoes with the marshmallow, mm-hmm. like the whole the sweet potato casserole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then my and my parents, we had I had apple pie. And then at Dan's mom, so I had apple bread. Like she has this homemade apple bread that's delicious. And then da- Dan's bread. dad, yeah. <laughs> I thought she said apple Bradley, and I was like, what is that? No, like, apple. I've been watching bread. a lot of holiday baking and I've not heard of an apple Bradley. <laughs> no. Um, and then at Dan's dad's, I had pecan pie with homemade whipped cream. And I did have Thanksgiving leftovers today as well. But um, I would like to be buried in a sweet potato casserole. Um, Done. That's all. And so that's really all I've been able to think about all day is how much I wish I was eating sweet potatoes. I love Thanksgiving dinner. The one I had was terrible, so I'm ready for Christmas. I'm going to have, like, seven, even if I yeah. make them all myself. Right. Which I probably will. Well, and then the funny <laughs> part was my sister, Gabby, called me today because she also had um, our Thanksgiving dinner and then had dinner um, at her fiancé's family. And so then today we had the, um, okay, who had the best stuffing of your three Thanksgiving dinners? Who, what was the mm-hmm. best special potato? We had the rundown of who had the best of everything. Um my mom had by far the best gravy. Oh, so good. I'm going to make you dressing one day. My granddaddy's dressing and it's the best. And it's gotten rave reviews everywhere I've taken it. Now, so. 
Is it dressing because you make it outside of the bird? No, it's dressing because it's soupier stuffing's drier. But also stuffing goes inside the bird a lot of the time too. Yeah. But stuffing's a little breadier. See, but uh, my stuffing is bready, but it's not dry. Well, not like not like dry, but it's it's breadier, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, mm. like dressing is cornbread based, but it's not as bready. Interesting. I just always thought dressing and stuffing, the difference is where you cooked it, really. That's what people say, but I think that's what people say who have never had dressing, which is common in the North. So. Fair, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. <laughs> that's what it is. Because I also always thought they were the same. And then I had stuffing and I was like, oh, this, I mean, it's a lot of the same flavors, obviously, but like, yeah. not quite. It's like a mm. little bit different. So okay. I'll make it for you one day. You'll love it. Fantastic. That'll be your fifth, fifth Thanksgiving dinner. Please live close Might enough too. that I can, like live close enough to me that I can go to holiday dinners at your house and hands down I'll be there, but <clears throat> yeah. Love it. Um, while we're talking about holidays and how we wish every day was a holiday, can you just give us some warm, fuzzy feelings to share with everyone? Sure. If you needed a reason to quit your life, I'm here for you. If there's even a slight chance at getting something that will make you happy, risk it. Life's too short and happiness is too rare. A.R. Lucas. Love that. So things that would make me quit my life. Um, Very, it is, it's a long list. Yeah, but mostly um, it's Stargate. Oh, yeah. That made it to the short list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. Um, like the fact that I can't go to this Comic-Con in May. I'm still mad about it. Oh, yeah. Um, it's in Pittsburgh again? Is that right? No, the one in Pittsburgh is next weekend that I can't go to. But there's... <laughs> yeah. Because um, that's way too soon. Um, mm -hmm. No, the one in May is the one that has like... Did I tell you there's one in May outside of London that has like... Yes. 12 of their 14 guests are Stargate people. Mm -hmm. Ugh, so mad. But... Well, you know, I'll just quit my job. And Perfect. travel the world for you. Bring my uh, pictures. I love it. Um, I also love Stargate. SG1. Episode 4. Nope. Season 4. Episode 21. Don't I do I, I was going to say, I don't necessarily <laughs> know that love is the correct word, but um, there's, there's some things about it that are not the worst. Um, it's called Double Jeopardy. And it was rated 7.9 stars. Which is higher than last week, if I'm correct. Significantly, yeah. Which is not correct. Um, I don't know about that. Last week's was pretty rough. No, last week was incredible. I don't know what you're saying. But that's fine. Agreed to disagree. Yeah. Um, last week's had incredible orchestration. That's how I will say. <laughs> that's how I feel about it, but... Was it last week's the one I loved? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's okay. No. You loved it. Shut up, Um, This it came out on February 16th, 2001. Um, we have the same number one book. Um, the number one movie was Recess Schools Out. Yes. Yes, it was. Um, great film. And the number one song was Miss Jackson by Outkast. Oh, 
Yes. I was we are feeling in the era of good music. I was feeling a lot of things when I was taking these notes yesterday. So I was like, what? Ugh, um, we're going from Shaggy. We're going to Outcast. We have Recess. Like, ugh, it's, what a time to be Nine years old. This is our childhood. Like, literally, just our childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, no, I was still only eight at this point. I had not turned nine yet. Same. Um, on this day, there was um, a windstorm in Alabama that killed a bunch of people. Um, a bunch of people died, just famous people unrelated to any of those things, but I didn't know who any of them were, so I ignored that. Um, and also the U.S. performed an airstrike on Iraq because of a violation of a no-fly zone, which was the beginning of some pretty awful things with the Middle East um, in 2001. So um, the beginning is probably not fair to say. Um, there was, it was The issues with the U.S. and the Middle East have been for a, a hot minute there. Um, but 2001 is a particularly rough year for that. Right. Uh, um, this episode, I once again put these people out of order because of who I wanted to talk about more. Um, because this episode was written by Robert C. Cooper and edited by Brad Rhines, so nothing new there. Um, the guest star was weird um, because most, a lot of the guest stars are people that have already been in the episode. Um, so the person, like, in the show, so the person who was the highest listed, who we hadn't talked about, played, um, Jaden, who was the, like, female science officer gold. Mm -hmm. So, like, not very, not very high up, but, um, she was played by Belinda Weymouth, um, who's known for Meet the Spartans, Stargate, and Time Cap Cop, um, she took about a 12-year acting hiatus and was, like, not in anything from 2010 until 2022. Um, but that's because she was doing a lot of other things because she is the host of a show called It's the Planet, Stupid. Um, and she's, like, an ocean and climate advocate um, oh. and also a professional surfer. Why not? Right. Why not? Um, and last but not least, this episode was directed by Michael Shanks. Oh. Yes. Daniel Jackson sucked. I'm sorry. But good for you. Um well I I would wait I would wait till the um normal time when I talk about trivia, but I won't. Um this is the only episode of the show ever directed by Michael Shanks. I will say the direction wasn't terrible. I just my the same complaint I have every season, timing of the episode and placement of callbacks. Like yeah. get it together. Yeah, um, I told, I was talking to Doug about how frustrating it is when you have to wait three seasons for a callback that um, then gets immediately resolved. That, well, you barely remember, but then also it gets immediately resolved. Yeah. So, um, and he was like, yeah. It's, it's like they were like, oh my God, I forgot we did this. We should probably close this up really fast. Like, yeah, that's like how it feels every time. <clears throat> it was terrible. And also, um, my favorite thing is that Michael Shanks directed this episode, um, but unlike some people who direct episodes of TV shows that they star in, he was then, like, not in the episode. Like, he was in two scenes, and yeah. then he was not anymore. Um, which is interesting, 
because I know, like, I usually talk about Vampire Diaries and Grey's Anatomy in terms of, like, actors directing, but those actors do not then just, like, disappear from the episodes yes. that they're directing. Um, I've seen it in some shows. I don't remember which one. I feel like that happened in one of the Bates episodes when we had one of them direct and they, like, weren't as frequently in the episode. But I don't Maybe. remember. But I also feel like Bates, that made more logical sense to have, like, a different storylines not as prominent oh, in different episodes. Yeah. In this, it's, like, they just, like, it's very obvious that they conveniently, conveniently got Daniel out of the picture as fast as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, you never questioned, like, why they weren't in the episode when they weren't in it in the other ones. Right. Like, oh, they directed it because they weren't really active in acting in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we start this episode with the team coming through the gate almost and almost immediately Jack gets shot. Yeah. Um, All of the confusion from everyone in this first scene before I knew what was happening in this episode, I come, I come in, I put, this is how I feel every time we have a callback two seasons later. And then I learn that it's a callback like two seasons later. And I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, so you knew that there was something confusing happening, but did you have any idea that it wasn't the team? No, I thought it might, must have been like a weird time loop because the Stargate was back and I was like, maybe they went to a time that was mm-hmm. earlier. I didn't realize it. Like, yeah, I thought time thing, not a, the other team. Okay. Interesting. Um, but so uh, they think there's, um, Jaffa around, but they don't recognize the people because they're not really wearing Jaffa outfits. Um, But then this young man appears and says that he does know them and asks why they have dared returned to this planet after leaving. And Daniel looks very confused. And then we get the credits. Which is why I even got confused even more because he's like, I know you. And I'm like, well, you both wouldn't know each other if we went back in time. Right before we ever came. So I sure did not know what was happening. Yeah. Um, it's, and it's also like the least helpful opening scene ever. And it's like, it said it was PX389. Is that, is that right? Uh, I think it said that in the info because I was trying to read to make sure I was on the right episode. No, um, it's, it's P2X279. Okay. Then it wasn't the right thing. Cause I was like, I remember P, um, X3, whatever I just said. I remember that being a very important place and then I couldn't remember what happened there. So I was like, I don't even know what, where we're at anymore. No. Um, yeah, it's P2X379, but at one point Sam says P3X279, which is like a trivia mm. thing that she says it wrong, but I didn't care because Goof's like that are dumb and I don't write them. Um, but so after the credits, we find out that uh, Darian, who is the young man, um, is telling them that burying their gate didn't work. Um, this is a planet. We find out that this is a planet that they saved from Harrower when they were defeating Harrower and that they told them to bury their gate, um, which I vaguely remember happening. And I don't remember yeah. if it was a thing that they talked about or a thing that they showed, but I do remember it happening. I remember them talking about it because I feel like I remember they were leaving and yeah. Jack was like, make sure to bury this after us now. Like, how do we get in touch with you again? And they're like, not not a thing. Yeah. Best of luck. And then it was over. Yeah. Um, but it didn't, they did that, but it didn't work because Kronos came in a ship and forced them all to serve him as their new god. 
And the team is still very confused and has no idea what Darian is talking about. And then Jack goes missing. And so my first question, I don't know if they explained this in the episode because I really was confused most of this episode, to be fair. Um, But like, how did the Stargate come back? Or how did they get there without, like, with the Stargate being buried? Because they didn't unbury it. No, right? the no, Kronos and the Jaffa did unbury it so that they could. Because they already own the land. No, so Kronos came in with a mothership, landed on the planet with a mothership, and then gotcha. because he was there, the Jaffa unburied the Stargate so that they could use it. Gotcha. That's yeah. what I was trying to place, and yes. I could not seem to place that correctly. No, yeah. you're good. Um, they. <laughs> They go to Cronus's pyramid and they meet Sindar, who is um, the first prime or some shit. And they says that Kronos will be very pleased to see, see Teal'c. Um, and then Darian goes home and he's telling his wife about all these weird things that are happening and what's going on. And she's acting like hella sus. And then he's like, why are you acting like this? And it just turns out Jack is in the house and standing behind him. Um... Then we go back to uh, the uh, rest of the team and we have a very short scene where they're in prison in the pyramid and they're talking about how weird things are and how they don't really know what's going on, but they can't tell the Goa'uld the truth. And that's the first sign we get that something is very wrong. I mean... Not the first sign, the first confirmation. <laughs> I guess the first confirmation. Confirmation, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so Jack asks Darian and Hera what happened and, um, before they were there and Darian tells them everything, um, from what the SG-1 team did all the way through Kronos getting there. And he also says that he can't listen to Jack about the gold not being gods because he blames himself for what happened to his people because he listened to them in the first place and then all this terrible stuff happened. So he will not follow them again. Um... And then Jack tells him to close his eyes and he disappears again. <laughs> so yeah. Um, like, why are you trusting? You just said you weren't going to trust him and you close your eyes. Never close your eyes to people you don't trust. PSA. They might stab yeah. you. I mean, this time they didn't. But or they run might. away. Yeah. Or, or take your food. And that's worse. That's the worst thing that could happen. Yeah. Um, then Kronos arrives on the planet and all of the warriors of Juna, which is the name of the planet, are called before him. And um, But Jack has attacked one of the warriors in order to steal their garb and go to the temple. Um, and the prisoners are brought before Kronos and he reminds them, which my favorite is the looks on their faces at the having absolutely no idea what he's saying in this speech. Um, he reminds them this is an actual positive callback because of the way it was done. I appreciated this one. He reminds them that their treaty with the Asgard does not protect them unless they are on Earth, and that he warned them that if they were ever in his hands, he was not going to treat them nicely. Right. Can you remind me what we initially went to this planet for? Like, what was the plot of that episode? Which which episode? Not the one where they buried the Stargate with the good people, not the one with well, the gold. That's what I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure we saw that on screen. Um that's my only thing, is because I know that there was them fighting Harrower, 
mm-hmm. um, on and off in the past. And, um, but I don't actually know if this episode, if the first episode, um, no. So we never actually saw that happen on screen. So gotcha. the call, the callback to the people of Juna and the saving them from Harrower is just something that was mentioned in the show, not done on screen. The callback to the Asgard was the right. episode where they all were there in the base and they did the treaty mm-hmm. and there was the multiple world there. Um, and then obviously we will shortly talk about the major callback of this episode. I just couldn't remember the Juno people, I guess. Like, no, the Juno people were just the people that were mentioned in the list of things, that people that they had freed when they defeated Harrower. But you remember, Harrower was not really um, shown a lot. Like, the, the yeah. of, of all the Goals that we have fought or defeated, Harrower is the one that we really know the least about. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um... I feel better not remembering those people. <laughs> yes. Um, and he says he is going to kill Teal'c um, slower than he killed Teal'c's father and make it painful. And um, Cronus gives Darian one of the uh, Jaffa staff and tells him to prove his loyalty in front of all of his soldiers and kill Daniel. Um and there's a whole like scene of him going back and forth on whether he's going to do it or not. Um, and then he does. But um, Daniel's head just rolls off of his body and um, is a robot head. And I still did not know what was going on because we were too far from that episode oh. that I still had like not remembered it. I was taking notes, so I had paused it a couple times, and on Amazon it tells you, like, the characters that are in that scene when you pause it, and um, I'm pausing it, and I'm taking notes, and Dan just goes, wait, can you pause that again? And I paused it, and I looked at him, and he said, why does that say Richard Dean Anderson is playing Android O'Neill? And I was like, I don't know. I, I don't know. And he was like, what do you mean? I go, IMDb messes things up sometimes, I guess. And which <laughs> obviously I didn't know what was happening. Right. I could, and I was like, IMDb, you fucking spoilery piece of shit. Um, but I wasn't gonna say that today, and I was just like, I don't know. And then yeah. we see the scene and Daniel's head pops off and rolls away, and he just looks at me and he goes, Is that why it said Android O'Neill? What is going on here? And it's like, <laughs> They're robots. <laughs> Um, and then we go back to SGC for the first time this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what a transition that is. Um, and there's an incoming wormhole, wormhole, and with an IDC frequency, but no known code. So they're like, who the fuck could be calling us and know, like, the base, but not have their own, like, ID. And, um... The message received just says, Comtria. Did you immediately remember that? No. 
I didn't even immediately remember it when he got there. I was like, who's this? What are we doing? Um, so <clears throat> uh, Sam goes, it says Comtraya. And Jack was like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and, and Hammond is like, would anyone care to explain? And Jack is like, it's like Shalom or Chow or Aloha. It's what our, our friend Harlan, who uh, cloned us, used to say. And Hammond's like, I thought that gate was buried. And Jack was like, so did I. Um, for those of you who are just as confused as Courtney was, uh, Harlan and the phrase Comtraya and the clones were from uh, season one, episode 18, Tin Man. Um, yeah. Which was one of the most poorly rated episodes of season one. We didn't mm -hmm. like it then. And all I can imagine was how pissed off Courtney was going to be when she figured out what was happening. And, which, fact, and if you're, for my own personal angry callback, if you live in, where is it, Australia, New Zealand, wherever, yeah. this was like eight years ago for you now. Oh my god, that's right, because <laughs> that, that whole thing about the seasons being like, yeah, five years later, weird times. Yeah, because I did remember this after. When did we start this? Two years. Season, like, yeah, no, year and a half ago. Probably. Yeah, the end of season one would have been like summer of twenty twenty two. Right. So it's been roughly a year and a half. A little not not quite a year and a half yeah. since I watched this episode, and I had no idea what was going on. Can you imagine eight years later watching this episode? Oh my god, no, that would not be... a chance. Not a chance. I'm just looking for shits at the air date release date. Um, you want to hear something even worse? This is the release date of this episode. February or United Kingdom, February 7th, 20, 2001. Because for some reason, England got some of the episodes before we did. It was weird because they don't have the same breaks in their TV schedule. The U.S., uh, February 16th, 2001. France, J June 29th, 2001. Germany, October 2000, or October 24th, 2001. Sure. Czechia, July 30th, 2002. So, like, a year later. Sweden, June 4th, 2007. These poor Swedes. <clears throat> like oh, it gets worse. Estonia, February 21st, 2020. I hope they're not watching it anymore. I hope they've given up because that's rude. Don't make them wait that long. That is Estonia and Sweden should have given up. So rude. Oh my god. I mean How to be fair. To be fair, Estonia also didn't get the season one episode until November of twenty nineteen. So they actually had less time in oh. between episodes to watch it. They just yeah. didn't get it. It stargate at all until well, that's fine. That's not a big deal. Then I can get because yeah. I understand licensing in countries and whatnot. So, like, yeah, 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 fine. Estonia, keep watching. You're doing great. You're golden. Yeah, Sweden, I'm so sorry. Boycott, riot, do whatever you need to. I'm in. I'll be with you. Um, yeah, so Jack doesn't want to open the gate because you know Harlan is the most annoying person in the entire galaxy, and um, Hammond decides he has to 
So um, Harlan comes in and he's like, there's an emergency and you need your help. I would be um, like, you are on drugs, please leave. Yeah. Um, back on Juno, Cronus is interrogating Teal'c and Sam, but they will not speak. They're doing great. Right. Um, back on Earth, Harlan is telling the team about what happened, and um, Hammond was under the impression that Robot SG-1 had buried their gate, um, and Harlan was like, yeah, but like they're just so much like you, they... They wanted to go out on missions. So they're just like off going out to planets and exploring the universe as if they are SG-1. Yeah, that is insane. And this is about how long it took me to remember the entirety of what happened in 10 minutes. Because I was like, I need someone to just tell me what's going on. Mm -hmm. And so thankfully they they did at least. So I was able to keep up. But Um, but yeah, you'd you'd think though... After three years, this wouldn't be the first time we would hear about a second SG-1 team. Like, they've gone to a lot of planets since then. Well, they, the other, the clones said something about how they've never been on a planet that they'd already been on before. And so it it confused them. Yeah, but like, how? I get there's a lot of planets. I understand that concept. But like, still. Right. Um, and the robots always return to um, the planet, whatever their planet is called, after 24 hours to recharge their power packs because their power packs only have about 48 hours of battery on it. Um, but they haven't, and there's only eight hours left on their batteries. Um, Good riddance. Back, back on <laughs> Juna, Darian tells Hira what happened, um, and that... He was like, I've seen men decapitated before. That was not a man. What what gave it away? These really? Sparks, what gave it away? The the sparks and, and tubes coming out of his neck? Um, but, but the thing that made him the most uncomfortable wasn't that it was a robot or a machine or whatever. It was the fact that Cronus seemed shocked. And if he was a true god, he would not be surprised. So, like, this all kind of worked out for the best. Yeah. So then um, they have some discussion. Back on Earth, they have some discussion, and Hammond is like, I'm not going to order the team to go after your your robots. Like, that is your mistake. They will have to figure it out. And their robots. Um, Yeah. Um, But Harlan shows the team where the androids went. And that's when Sam and Jack realize that they should not be able to go there. Because the uh, the gate's supposed to be buried because they already saved Juna. Um, so so back this on leads Ju- me to another question. Absolutely. Why would you... Okay. So I get that you want to bury the Stargate so that people can't come once you've been saved. But who's to say... That you're not, they're not just going to show up on a ship like they did here. Like, so I don't think never bury the Stargate. So in case you have to get a quick escape or something. Yeah, but I don't think that they had really thought about that possibility. Not because they didn't know that the Gabul had ships, but because they had just never come across um, 
a Gaul system lord going to, back to a planet that a different system lord had ruled. Like, that is not a common thing unless it's an active takeover, like, mm. during a battle. So, like, they didn't assume... Because, like, if that planet belonged to Heroar, Kronos may not, might not even know that planet exists. And if they don't have a gate and the Jaffa can't get there, then, like, it's not necessarily the greatest thing. It's not foolproof, but it's not... If, like, the Jaffa try to get there and it doesn't dial, then there's not an active gate, and then they must not be able to, like, see the people. If, like, that makes sense. So yeah. they, had, they hadn't really just, like, they hadn't really thought about that possibility because it's so small of a percentage of possibility. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so, um, and when they're talking about it... Um, Oh, um, they, so we they, we see Juna again, and we see O'Neill trying to escape, and the Stargate dialing in, and that's when Sam gets really upset that the dialing actually works because it shouldn't, it shouldn't. And Teal'c is like, well, it's it's got to be like a different gold. Obviously, Harrower is gone. Um, someone else must have come in now that the planet had no one like running it. Um, so they send a mail to Juna to see what's going on, and. Um, Robot Jack is right by the gate, and so they're communicating, and Robot Jack yells at Harlan for being on Earth, and Real Jack yells at Robot Jack for for unburying the gate um, on Harlan's planet, and then Robot Jack also says that, like, he can't go back yet because he's got to save Sam and Teal'c. But as they're having this conversation, Darian arrives and he goes to find Jack and he tells him that he wants to help him because he knows that Kronos is not really a god. So Hammond sends SG-1 to help Robot Jack and Darian. Um, Kronos is working to extract more info from Robot Kilk and Robot Sam. Still not really working very well. Um... SG-1 gets there, and Jack starts physically fighting himself. And um, Darian tells the team more about Kronos, and they are determined to defeat him. Um, Then we meet Jaden, who is the science officer for Kronos, and she is testing the androids to, like find out ways to get information out of them or material or something. Um, and SG-1 starts to formulate their plan on how they're going to rescue Teal'c and Carter and destroy Kronos. Um, and then Robot Teal'c requests an audience with Kronos. Not, not a good thing, probably. Um Robot Jack gets himself quote-unquote captured to get back on the ship, um, and Jaden tortures Sam for information. So everything is not looking very good. Um, <clears throat> Darian and Robot Jack attack the Jaffa while SG-1 breaks into the ship, and Robot Jack gets shot. Yeah. Um... Then we go to Kronos, and Robot Tilk is there, and turns out he's not actually there to bargain. He just wants to get revenge after his father's death. Um, Good for him. Yeah. 
we go back to Robot Sam, who has convinced Jaden to um, mess with the power pack in Robot Daniel's chest, um, just enough to trigger the self-destruct mode. Because even Robot Sam is smart as shit. Um, well, because they're the same people, they're just yeah. robots. So. Yeah. Um, Robot Teal has almost killed Kronos when a Jaffa comes in and breaks up the party. Um, and then Robot Sam does what she's supposed to do to use the rings to get the rest of the team up into the ship. Um, Teal heads to the Peltac, which is like the main bridge, um, to find Robot Teal. And Robot Sam works to seal off that level of the ship. Um, Cronus is fighting with real Teal and realizes it is the real Teal and not uh, the android and starts to rip out his symbiote, which looks very painful. Yeah. Um, then we go back to the rest of the team and Robot Sam is fixing the doors because real Sam can't break through the force shield. So Robot Sam is like sticking her hands through this very, very, very painful force shield to like pull things apart. Um, then Robot Teal like stands up with his last burst of energy, kills Kronos, saves Teal and says for our father and then dies. This episode had some drama for as much as confusion as there was there was a a good bit of drama still too um and then robot sam is also dead now because of how much electricity she like stuck in her body by sticking her hands in the forest shield um and then robot jack is telling darian that he is also dying because he's like bleeding out like electrical fluid on the floor and real jack comes in to tell and is like, Darian, go tell all your people that Kronos is dead and there are no gods here anymore. And um, Robot Jack is like, how is everyone? And he goes, the real ones are okay. And he's like, are we really not real to you anymore? And he goes, no, I guess at this point I can't say that. And then he goes, well then it's okay. And just dies in a selfless act of teaching Jack that robots have feelings too. Even though they never should have existed. And now we have to deal with them again. Yeah. When they again didn't need to exist still. We could have just pretended like they were gone forever. But I guess we had to kill them all. Yeah. Um, Three years later for some reason. Yeah. Um, I do have a couple very small pieces of trivia. I talked about Michael Shanks already. Um, in the fight where Jack is fighting with himself, um, he, Robot Jack says, I'm you, only better, faster, and stronger, which is a reference to the TV show The Six Million Dollar Man, where there are robots working for the government. It's great. Um, and then this one, the reason why I asked if um, you knew that the team coming through the gate was not the real team, there are six details that are make it immediately obvious that they are not correct. Hmm. Um and those six details and there are small details and you have and if you're not like you'd have to pick up on them and even if you notice one of them you might not like immediately think something's wrong but if you notice all six of them you're like well something is fucking up um one the guns that they have are mp5s even though in midway through season three the show team has switched to p90s so the guns are wrong um daniel did not have his glasses on Sometimes he does it. Yeah, he usually does when they first get through the gate, though. 
He does usually, but yeah. Um, Carter seems surprised when Darian calls her major because in season one she was not yet promoted. So Robot has Sam has no knowledge of this promotion. Um, Carter and Daniel both have hair that is significantly longer than their characters currently do in this season. Um, they did not send a melt through before they went through, which is uh, not normal protocol. And Teal'c does not have a staff. Only a gun. That makes sense. So, yeah. Yeah. Although I feel like the mouth one, I wouldn't have noticed anyways. because No, the, we just the, start. Yeah. Sometimes when we start mid way through something, they we don't notice the mouth or we don't see it at first. So that one is um, tricky. And then the Daniel not having his glasses. You're right. Yeah. That is um, weird. Also, if you don't know what an MP5 and a P90 looks like, that detail you're not going to figure out. But um, <laughs> the the hair length, her the hair length, major. major, and the staff are three that it's like if you pick up on them, you're like, no, 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 there's something actually yeah. not correct here. I will say, like, I noticed Sam was surprised, but I thought it was because because I was still in this time loop issue where I was like, they know her, but she doesn't know them because she's gone back in time or something and doesn't have mm-hmm. her memories before. I don't know. So I was like, she just doesn't know that she's met them. So that the fact that they know her is surprising. Which is fair. Yeah. Well, um, do you, before we get into people that we want to punch, do you have any final words for this episode? Um, I just had a lot of confusion the whole time trying to figure out where everything was placed. I couldn't figure out if Harlan was played by the same character. And so I went through a whole like, thing where i was like was he the guy who played the gamekeeper and then i was like oh no was he the guy i was like he was the guy who, who had the once i figured out he was the guy with the robots i was like he had the robots i was like but was that the same guy that was played by dom de Louise? or was that a whole different story was no ergo was a different episode? story yeah yeah and i i figured it all out by the end but that probably didn't help me stay on track throughout the episode. So it was just from beginning to end, I was just questioning a lot of things. Valid. Um, but yes, um, that's, that's all. Who do you want to punch? Everyone. Oh my God, everyone. Um, I guess if I have to be more specific, I'd go with like Kronos. Yeah, that's fair. He really set all of this aflame. I mean, Robot SG-1 morons that should have stayed home but like yeah. chronos really set this whole thing aflame so which is a very very valid answer and i i do like that answer but i'm gonna go with harlan because the fuck is he doing yeah i will say had they not gotten to this planet we would have never known chronos came in and took it over true true but i also like to punch harlan so that's a fair answer too <laughs> I never thought I'd have to hear the like, words come try it ever again. Yeah. Like, what else have they messed up that we don't know about? Right. So. So bad. Um, who was your MVP? No one. Um, truly no one. Maybe. I don't know. Regular Tilk. <laughs> regular Tilk is my MVP because he fought back against this guy this guy who killed his dad. I don't know. Um I'm gonna go with Darian because mm. 
he never he was never stupid he just um was reacting to protecting his people and needing more proof than what sg1 said because what they said didn't turn out to be right in the first place but then the first time he sees something that um is questionable he does question it and he immediately like makes the right decision and so i appreciate the the um speed with which he corrects his mistakes and the selflessness with which he like serves the chronos in the first place which is fair yeah um yeah so uh there's only one episode left in this season do you have any thoughts on what might happen in this episode i have no idea everyone from season one episode three is gonna resurrect and come back and close out the season who knows who knows anymore i have no idea hold on i'm gonna look i need to look up what season one episode three was because <laughs> you might you might be entirely correct i bet i uh, am i bet i am i also don't know what it is but let's see season one episode three no no season one episode three was emancipation the one where sam was like um in being kidnapped by those um mongolian type people and wearing mm. the blue fancy dress so no we will not be falling back to that but that does not mean that there isn't someone who was in season one in the next episode can't wait can't wait um yeah so uh, the bane of my existence or anything so we um we just have the one left um and today is december 10th which is not in real life so it feels very far away no when this episode comes out it'll be (laughs) december 10th um it is not december 10th right now we're at the point now where we're no the 10th is a sunday i know because i have because i know because it's on the 7th I thought it came out on the eighth. No, my um, my bridal appointments are the ninth and the tenth, so it definitely right. has to be. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, if you have any questions, if you have any thoughts about season four, please feel free to um, the uh, season four as a whole. Feel free to reach out because at this point, we will have finished season four. When you are seeing this episode, we will finish season four and wrapped the whole thing up with a fancy bow. So there will not be any spoilers. It'll be great. Um, and you can do that by sending us an email at deathandaliens at gmail.com or following us on any of the social media at Death and Aliens. You can follow me everywhere at E-M-K-A-Y underscore superstar. And you can follow me at cecloud 13 See you for Thriller Thursday where we finish... Season two of The Exorcist.